The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Hello again, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Broadcast Podcast. My name is Thomas, and joining me, as always, is my bro, and he's your bro too. Give it up for Alan. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Broadcast. It's your boy. It is me. It is he, Alan, of the Broadcast. Tom, how are you? Bro, I'm going good, and I just noticed how many wrinkles I keep coming up from this light that I've got here. I'm looking quite old when I sit at this angle i think just the angle so yeah what well, do they always say that the wrinkles is a um, they say there's a thinking man's way if you've got wrinkles you're a man of pondering you're a man of thoughtfulness you're a man of uh and then they say basically i remember hearing some like old wives tale back in the day that from an actual woman that i knew this is don't smile too much you'll get wrinkles when you're older and I thought, what a horrible thing to say mm. to just do this, you know, don't smile. Because if you smile, <laughs> like you do a big smile and then there's wrinkles come into your body. It's like, just be stone face. Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> just be that's upset a... and stone face. I didn't, I found that joke very funny. Ha ha ha. Next. Is it? Cause those <laughs> he's, 80, he's 80 years old, but he looks 20. Yeah. Unbelievable! Every everywhere else on the body just looks eighty, but the face beautiful. You know, oh, just every, one day you actually pretend to laugh, or you actually get to, you find a joke very funny, and then you just let the, the slip. You know, it just it cracks, and then your whole face just crumbles. <laughs> it looks like that scene out of um, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, where all the Nazis get their faces melted off, just breaks. I still think about that's a pretty graphic scene. Like when you think about, like we were watching that, and I'm like, he's, he literally melts away. It looks like claymation how they did it as well. So, so good, mm. just the eyeball. <sighs> Nothing better than watching Nazis get all toasty and you know melt. It was great. Yeah, no, it's pretty crazy stuff. The older '80s and '90s films, guys. If you dig films, especially from that era, we've actually covered uh, film companions where we actually would go back and do. Uh, I think we did ten. Uh, film companions where we watch the likes of what Ghostbusters 1, Ninja Turtles from 1990, uh, both Batman and Batman Returns. Uh, we also did a couple of Kevin Smith films, including mm-hmm. Red States and our last film companion, which was actually Tusk. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm. But a still personal favorite of mine of all the film companions that we did mm-hmm. is um, the, the wrestling movie that had David Arquette. Ah. Yes. Um, that was a. I actually found that personally, that was one of our favorites that we did with uh, Ready to Rumble, and just again, that's the one movie I think I've nearly seen nearly over twenty or twenty-five times, and I could again quote the movie, but mm. just how, in, in a way, it makes fun of wrestling, but mm. then also makes fun of real life, and that again, 
people like us that do back in the day i take it wrestling extremely serious and think mm. you know they can't, this is not even a pay-per-view they're already doing a title match oh my god um but yeah that movie little it's it's so silly it's so goofy but it's good for a laugh if mm. you just leave you take your brain out and you leave it at the door that's good fun yeah that's all it's about mm. it's not when you, when you uh when you said wrestling, my first thought was, oh, he's going to say Beyond the Mat, which was another classic that we did. But I think the reflection of when we watched it a few years ago together, we were both dads. We understood how important relationships are. So things that we didn't get when we were, say, teenagers watching it, we watch it differently now. You know, we're a bit oh, yeah. more seasoned. We've seen how relationships are so important. And I still, to this day, will laugh at Terry Funk slipping over there before his last match. Yeah, you just like watching the elderly get hurt. That's a sad point right there. <laughs> Terry um, Funk, the Bob Backland, yeah. Yeah, that's that, it's very disturbing. You should probably get checked for that. Uh, Beyond the Mat is a great movie, uh, companion. I think we did too. Um, looking back to it, um, and I remember I went to the, we, yeah, I went to the cinemas to go and see that many, many, many years ago. And, um, and then going back and watching it, as you said, as a seasoned person, as an adult, and as a man, as a father, you look at that movie and you're just like, yeah. We used to make jokes about that that movie, and then we look back at it now and go, yeah. It, it just showed that, and again, that was wrestling at that time mm. we were watching it. And there was so much interesting shit going on behind the curtain that we didn't know. And a lot. And then it, that movie brought a lot of stuff to light. And necessarily not, it was a great movie and all, but it wasn't really a really good movie for wrestling. Mm. If you're going into that thinking, I want to grow up, I want to be a wrestler, and there's wrestlers in the in the bathroom doing crack before their match, or they're yeah. going this up. And then you look at, you know, the aspects of being a father and a wrestler and doing that at the same time. Mm. You're on the you're on the road, you know, three sixty five for most of the year, and you're not seeing your kids. Again, yes, you're making a benefit for them. You're making sure they're, you know, you're making money so they can go to places where you never could yourself. But mm. there's that neglectedness of you know that you can't be with your boys or your girl, and yeah, just. But again, that's a fantastic movie, and I think we did pretty well as um, commentary for that because. Mm. Um, it's very eye-opening. And it's actually one of our most uh, highest downloaded episodes, guys. And with that being said, how can you listen to us? You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Castro, CastBox, and more. I'm currently looking at what, what aren't we on and trying to get us on things. To my surprise, I've found certain apps that I had no idea that we were actually even on them, but we are. And I've actually noticed even using the app CastBox that actually tracks downloads, that's shown me our numbers just off using CastBox. And I think it's like nearly two and a half thousand just on the CastBox app. And that's not even me using it. Click, click, click. It's not me. But prior to me getting CastBox, 2,000 downloads. Yeah, interesting. That is crazy. All those different uh, email accounts that you use to get our gains up. Uh, I don't know how you do it, man, but you're a you're a wonder. I've never done that, Al. Ever. I've never rigged a poll to get SummerSlam or anything to win a poll ever. You're a liar, Robocop. You're a bullshit artist. I fucking never did it, Al. Get me angry mm -hmm. now. Never mm -hmm. did. Never did. Never did, Your Honor. Just yeah. going to deactivate the other accounts. Yeah. Gonna get. I've got rid of the bird now, and now I have to get more X's. But it's still called Twitter, though. When you download the app, it's not called X. But it's got, but it's got an X on it. So it would yeah. be called like TVKX. <laughs> Please, yeah. Well, no. but if we do that, no. If we're doing to do that, we have to go onto the hub with our ah, other yeah. boys. Ah, yes. You're with talking the, about yeah. what smacking it raw. I did. I recently watched their. Uh, they did a watch along. Of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, very good. Ah, uh, Chef's Kiss hit my arm, man. Oh, very good. Good. Did they actually do that on the YouTube? I'm not reacting to you because I know that you're doing that to 
just to be a shit. So I did. I actually hit actually... my arm on the corner of my table, though. Yes, they did. You... They actually did. They did picture in picture. So they, they actually put the film, like they shared the screen. So you see Katie, you see Vince, you see Matt, mm-hmm. and then you see the, the the film, which is like very laggy. And I'm like, oh, this is just hanging out with my friends. So, yeah. Good. That's what, uh, when did you watch it on their YouTube or did you watch it on their hub? Um, No answer. Oh, <laughs> Everyone's gone to bed. Let's watch some Perfect. Click. It, no, no. <laughs> they're not watching wrestling they're watching a movie and but and they do it during the day when it's down here for us it's night time for them but it's day for us just gonna connect me apple play onto the telly join <laughs> my daddy no i get my projector mode get my projector set up i get my projector mode. Uh, i love to smack it raw here we go yeah gonna, gonna well, get them one of them shirts eh? we should and talking about yeah. partners guys Big thank you to the UW pod, to both Nick and Dad. As I said last episode, welcome to the Dads Club. Both uh, Nick and Keith are dads for a couple of months now, and I feel your pain of those late nights, those early starts, but, you know, it goes by so quick. You're like, where did those memories go? Because they go by like that, and I don't even remember it. Uh, What's your take on that one? Hold on to those as much as you can. Those little moments of cuddling, they're going to make noise, they're going to cry, they're going to poop, they're going to shit, they're going to snot, they're going to puke. Hold on to that as much as you can because as soon as they get older, it's only just a faint memory in your head. Lucky we've got these little things in our hands, you know, these phones that we can go back and look at photos of them. But just hold on to it. Because again, it's not, it doesn't last forever. No, no, it goes by Enjoy so quick, it. very quick. Yes. Uh, so thank you again. Yeah, UW Pod. You can actually watch all of our videos on the Universal Wrestling Podcast YouTube page. Audio anywhere you want to go from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, but the video format of this show exclusively on the UW Pod. But it's also on the BloodlineNetwork.com. It's a very sexy, sleek website, guys. Uh, Whoever designed it, if it was Justin it was involved or if it was Dylan or if it was Tim, it's an awesome layout the way they actually do their website. You can simply hover over us and there we are with all these other podcasts from sports and wrestling and entertainment and anime and hentai. And, I mean, not hentai, uh, something different. Uh, what, what? Yeah. Hmm. No, hentai is not. No, that's a completely different. Yeah, no. That's the same as manga, isn't it? It's a... Oh, yeah. Do you do you want us to get kicked off the um, down here? Do you want us to get because uh, we can go back to doing this stupid little show by ourselves without a you know we're meant to be that international flavor on this network you know these guys talk funny ha 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 I like how they speak they're, they're from Australia Melbourne Victoria yeah see no don't you're gonna get us kicked off don't bring out hentai. Hey, I might talk to them and see if I could if I could do an episode about that. Do you want the show to be over? Oh, I'm just being funny. It's Saturday night. Have a chill for you, a second. You, you don't know how to be funny. Because when huh. you try to be funny, it sounds like you're deadly serious. I mean it. Um, yes, please. About that, I've actually been told, people even at my work have said, we don't know if you're joking sometimes. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like I might say, like the other day, like one of my colleagues was sitting at my desk, and I said to her, you know, you, you know, I, I work there, you know, could you just maybe move over? And she's on a phone call, and I'm like, okay, so I just walked, started disconnecting her laptop, and I'm like just carrying that, and she's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm only kidding, and then put it back. But she didn't understand that it was a joke, and I'm like, I wasn't like I was knocking everything over. And then she goes, yeah, I thought you were serious, and I'm like, no, I'm a pretty casual, funny guy, you know, people know when I'm kidding. But then my wife said, I don't know if you're kidding. And I'm like, ah, okay. That's probably a different, but yeah. Look, if some, wow, really? Mm. I think you have to have a look at yourself, Tom, and have a think. What? Yeah, even now, I don't know if you're angry. Are you angry or are you taking the offense? I don't know. I'm just a bit hot at the moment. My cheeks are a bit hot. Well, sorry about that. Just punch everyone right in the right ear right there, mate. Thanks very much. Well, I'll try my best to edit it out. Don't edit. And there's nothing raw. Just like smacking it raw. 
Oh, look at that. Look at that big smack hand there, Al. Good work. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> and before we... <laughs> Before we move forward, let's talk about some of our great affiliates and partners. We are talking about Rogue Energy, Luxie, Triumph Chairs, Player One Coffee, and Clinch Gaming. That's a lot of actually sponsors, guys. So we're talking about gaming controllers. We're talking about coffee. We're talking about gaming chairs. We're talking about gaming grips. And then we're also talking about Rogue Energy, which I really want to get my hands on. And I wish it was just here in Australia so I could just go to the store and buy it like a prime drink. Like, why can't we have Rogue here? But talking about energy drinks, have you had a Prime yet? No, uh, I haven't. Um, what, you think I should? I mean, I can next show. If you give me a reminder, mm. I will go to the shops. I won't buy them. I'll pinch them. I'll put them in my bag and walk out. <laughs> What's, hey, what do you got there? Officer, officer, mate, he over there, he's stolen two primes. I'm like, no, I haven't. And I run. And I fall over. And the primes. Now, what fall you out do is bag. while while you're running, he's you got drink him. The, he's got you drink, him. You, while, you, <clears throat> while you're running, you crack open the prime like a slap juice and you get extra speed. So you have non stop sprint for a couple of seconds. So fucking yeah. nerd. Fucking, fucking nerd. <laughs> Get a slap juice, maybe a four pack, slash it on the ground, and then you can run further. So, and as I'm running, I can do the gritty, right? Yeah, da, 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 it, yeah. Yeah. And then the guns come, come out and take you down. So, yeah, betrayal. Wow. Well, have you seen how much a prime is going for down here? No, no. For I've seen one in the shops. bottle, for one bottle of prime, which is about, mm. I think it's a 500 mil. So it's the same as like what you drink in there. It's actually four fifty for a bottle. For there's one bottle, four dollars no. and fifty cents. Question though, if you drink it, does it make your dick bigger? No. So You have you haven't drank any, so why do you I have I've got I who I have one in the other room. I've got the orange flavor. I, I, I do I who I do, I do. <laughs> what is it why is it not on the show? Why aren't you promoting it right now? Because we're not sponsored by them. Well that's Sponsored by this either, but we're still I still drink it yeah. on the show. I'll get it next time. I'll actually sit them up over here so you can see them up on the wall there. I've actually got a couple of different flavors actually. So yes, I'm that so, weirdo going. I'll take one of every flavor, please. I don't care how much it is. Yeah, I don't worry about you. Yeah, you just like to throw money down the toilet, do you? No, I don't. I've actually no. My son has bought them. So there's actually two types of them though. There's Prime Energy, which is the energy yes. drink, which has got criticism recently because it. I think they come out and said that uh, one can of Prime Energy is the equivalent of four bottles of Coke. That's how much sugar's Ooh. in it. Yeah. Where Prime Hydration is the one that we have in Australia now at Woolies and Coles. They're the ones yeah. I've seen. Yeah, yeah, okay. And they're still yeah. going for, what was it? 450. Yeah, they're okay. They just taste like Gatorade, really, but it's just more of a brand. That's what you're paying for is the brand. It's a trendy thing that all the young kids want to go and get it. So my son's like, can I get one? And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, fine. So, yeah. But it's I'm not, I'm not recommending it, but I'll happily put it up here and get sponsored. So, yeah. Mr. Logan Paul, please, we'll, we'll haul your shit. You just tell us what to do and say, and we'll, and we'll put them up. I'll, I'll put two on my head. Right well, there. talking about Logan Paul, Ooh. why why are we here? Why are we here for this episode? What's the theme of this episode, El? Oh, of course, yes. We're another wrestling podcast. That's right. So we're we're like many other shows out there on the YouTubes, on the on the Castros. Everyone who's watching us right now, it's that time of the year that's coming up, and that's called SummerSlam, WWE SummerSlam. No, it's not AEW. No, it's not ROH. No, it's not uh, TNA Impact. It's a WWE. And yeah, we're, our theme of this show today is SummerSlam. And Tom and I are going to go back and for your viewing pleasure. And we're going to be your own personal commentary team of uh, Excalibur and Taz or uh, Tony Schiavone or JR. 
or Michael Cole and JBL or Jerry Lawyer and uh, JR. Uh, I could go forever, really. Corey Graves and Booker T. Bobby the Brain and Mike Tenay. Mark Hudson and um, who was the fella that was in at the beginning of TNA? Um, uh, are you talking the, about uh, Sleazeball? Ed Ferrara? Ed Ferrara and um, yeah, pretty much that's how I see us. us. We are the Ed Ferrara and Snoochie Boochies, um, Mark Madden <laughs> uh, of the your commentary team. You know, which one would you rather be? You only have to choose one. Um, I'll just be Ed. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're the creep. You could be the creep <laughs> with with the long dreads on the de- on the debut TNA episode. Okay, where are the women at? Yeah, he was a creep. Such a different. That's twenty one years ago, and it's still cringy even to go back now and have a look at it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as Alan said, guys, we are on the road to SummerSlam, which is actually going down uh, this weekend coming up. We're not going to be going through uh, doing a match prediction of every match because, again, other shows are doing that, and we rather support our Bloodline Entertainment Network brothers in what they're doing, doing their prediction shows as well. Uh, we're going to be covering a SummerSlam match. This is entitled the TBK SummerSlam Special. So earlier this year, we did a Royal Rumble special where we went back and watched the 2016 Royal Rumble. We followed that up with the TBK WrestleMania special where we watched uh, the Triangle Ladder match from WrestleMania 2000 and Hogan versus Vince from WrestleMania 19. And here we are again for what should be an interesting matchup. This is actually Alan's choice. He did some research and said, I think this would be good. And I, funny thing is I went, oh, that's right, that happened. Like, I almost forgot that this match actually even took place. I knew mm-hmm. it happened once, but didn't know what year or what event. So before we actually announce what that match will actually be, we want to give a shout out to our two great wrestling podcasts who we support. They are, you know, people that we've connected with, we've grown to have great relationships with, and we are talking about the Apron Bump podcast and also Main Event Marks. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. And I know what you're thinking. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans beat up on WWE and AEW? Tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days. Enough! I'm just as sick of it as you are, and that's why I created The Apron Bump. The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. It's about making wrestling fun again. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, tying together over six different promotions spanning four different decades. And everything is chronologically in a timeline to really allow myself and all you listeners to live through these eras while having a good time doing it. Whether it's W WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday, or as some may say, Bump Day. Uh huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Main Event Marks is a retro pro wrestling podcast hosted by two lifelong wrestling marks and walking wrestling encyclopedias, Troy and Greg. Every Wednesday, we do a breakdown and review from a fan's perspective on some of wrestling's biggest and most forgotten shows ever, along with the industry news from that time period taking you back in history to when that event took place. Main Event Marks is available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Follow us on social media at Main Event underscore Marks. All right, guys, we are back. And once again, shout out there to the Apron Bump podcast and also Main Event Marks. Alan, what are we doing? All right, guys, we are going to be your commentary tonight for Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk at SummerSlam. Now, nice. I, I haven't watched this match in quite a while, but uh, like Tom said, I did do a bit of research over this one. And... This is during the time where uh, Punk had lost the title. He lost Heyman. 
and then Heyman went back to his uh, protege of Brock Lesnar, and now this one was basically Punk getting back at Brock and Heyman. Mm. And this is a match I never thought you would see because, again, they were do- Punk was on a run at this time. He was doing some fantastic stuff. Um, but then as soon as Brock Lesnar read his head, we all sort of knew that one way or another, Heyman would be back in his corner as his advocate. Mm. And this is, again, this is kind of forgotten for me because this was the year that I didn't watch wrestling. Like the 2013 year was the year that my son was born and I literally just took a year off wrestling, like from January all the way to possibly even like half of 2014 because I really wasn't even watching. I think I might have got back into it after WrestleMania 30 when Daniel Bryan won the championship of Morton. So for almost 15, 16 months, I wasn't watching. So I actually had no memory of Lesnar versus Punk. And when we spoke earlier this week, I went back and watched it, and it's actually a really good match. Like, it's a real clash mm-hmm. of styles from, like, you know, the smaller size CM Punk against this literal man-beast in Lesnar, but they do complement each other. It's a real David mm-hmm. versus Goliath battle, you add in a no DQ stipulation to it. It's a good matchup. So we're ready on my side. Are you ready on your side, L? I am ready on my side, bro. So ladies and gentlemen, if you are going to be watching with this, uh, you can find this on YouTube as well too. Uh, you can find this on Daily Motion. Wherever you are finding it, be ready to click play with us in five, four, three, two, one. Here we go, eh? Mike Kyoto, the referee. And look at that. Straight away. I love just in the crowd that you've got the Brock Fierce Kane poster, which would have been after Brock lost the, uh, what is it, UFC heavyweight title, you know, a couple of years earlier. I was about to, I was about to bring that to our attention as well, too. Yes. Hmm. Jeez, look at those hits, man. Just. Just throws him around. But that's the thing, like, I was reading a lot of documentaries and reading a lot of articles about Brock, and it's like, for those power hits that he's doing, he's not doing like Goldberg was, where they weren't protected. Like, Lesnar knows what he's doing. Yes, it looks, it's going to hurt, but he's protecting you. He's not going out there, guns are blazing, strike for strike, and trying to take you out like it's a real shoot. He sells well, but he also dishes it out quite well, too. He's legit protecting. You can tell that he is a man who, you know, like he's just throwing them around. It's unbelievable. Mm. But again, this is where Punk shaved all the beard off too and kept the mutton chops like Wolverine. Yeah, it's the Punk I don't remember. Like, I don't remember CM Punk. I remember the slicked back long hairstyle when he was in ECW. He kind of yeah. cut it short, slicked it back, and was what world champion for like four hundred plus days. And you know that's the punk I remember. This mutton chops. I'm like, when did he have that look? Mm-hmm. God, he's scary, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you can just imagine seeing him on the farm, just literally carrying a tractor, just walking with the hay bales and the tractor. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't need a tractor. He has the. He is the tractor. Hmm. Oh, you could just see a local farmer saying, "Oh, Brock, my my trailer got stuck in another dip here. No worries." He just reaches in and just pulls it out for him. Easy, puts it back for him. Thanks, Brock. I remember um, seeing an interview that he did with um, at McAfee, and he ah, spoke yeah. about um, that he has sons. He has two boys mm. that um, that live on the farm with him. And uh, he's pretty much at the beginning of, since they were born, it was basically, we live in a farm, you guys get straight to work. So if they're anything like their dad, they're going to be enormous dudes. Well, I think his daughter is actually an amateur wrestler and she looks very big too. Like she's quite tall and she's quite physically intimidating. What's her last name? Les, Les Nar. No, thank you. Well, like, watching this, like, what would you say is your favourite era of Brock? Were you a fan of, like, the next big thing? You know, b-boxing Brock with the big speaker? Which, what was your type of favourite Brock? 
um brock uh at the beginning here comes the pain that was like scary the next mm. big thing like what is this dude you know it's this genetic freak that was made in the lab no he's just a he's a big boy that wrestled in our uh, sorry in the um in the performance center and yeah just did wonders but mm. he was just scary looking like when he first made his appearance um attacking uh al snow and who was the other person that was in that match and he Spike just put him, he killed him mm -hmm. he killed them both yeah it was for the um, hardcore championship match he ran in and took out i think it was maven al snow and spike yeah yep welcome to the wwe destroy everybody just mm. very very cool and he was what doing shooting star presses in ovw yeah with shelton there benjamin as his partner yeah um but yeah that was a personal favorite one of my favorite things he ever did because it took me back to when my son started watching wrestling with me it was when he was wwe champion and mm. he came out at he came out in the rumble and this is uh 2020 so this is before ah, COVID that's right. yeah and he destroyed everybody in the ring jesus christ she he literally did he hit the table or did he just hit the chairs? <laughs> Bit of everything. Grabbing that leg too. Shit. Yep. <laughs> There's literally no notes left. There's no iPad. It's all just wiped out. One more time, people. Bounce. Nearly hit Kyoto. Kyoto duck. Do you see that? Yes. Jesus. And it's funny, like, looking at Brock here, like, this is a decade ago, and he still looks the same. Like, he has the top knot now, but he still physically <sighs> looks the same. Jesus. A decade you later. Need, you don't need a stomp. God's sake. Goddamn. Just smiling about it. Paul Heyman laughing in the background there. Well, I would probably say, well, my favorite Brock, God, look at that, belly to belly. I was a big fan of when he first came back in 2012, you know, with the whole Ultimate Fighter style gimmick, UFC gloves on, UFC gear. And that was interesting time too, because when Brock came back then, there was no Heyman with him. Like That's Heyman right. was not working on camera. He was behind the scenes. So like Lesnar's yeah. cutting promos by himself without an advocate. So I did like that one. Um, but anything with Goldberg and him, I was a fan of, because I used to love that smash mouth wrestling of just hit, hit, you know, finisher, finisher, spam finisher, massive move set. But to think a decade it, later and he's still going. like It was like this. Yeah. It was like you're playing a video game, you know. Mm. Just put the, put the, you know, and again, there was a reason why both of them were on the cover of, um, what year was it? Two, 2016, 2017? Uh, of mm. the 2k games you know yeah i think it was 2017 wasn't it to do the whole what when fantasy becomes reality when he took on brock and mm -hmm. was it goldberg survivor series yeah yeah that's right and like even my memory of like this is again <clears throat> not knowing about the 2013 year i remember the 2014 SummerSlam because that's the one where he whooped cena Remember, it was like nearly 30 German suplexes completely destroyed him and then won the, what, the WWE Championship, which was the big gold back at that time and the uh, WWE title. Uh, spoilers for anyone who who's, hasn't done the showcase for the um, 2K23 game. You can do that match. Oh, shit. Nice. And you play as Brock Lesnar. And... <laughs> so you just destroy Cena. Nice. Yes. So. I know the game has been out for a while, but I'm just giving everyone a fair warning. That is one of the mm. matches you can do, and that's nice. a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to get a little bit cheaper. It's still that little bit too expensive to buy it straight out. Oh, don't worry. You've still got a, uh, a, you know, AEW. I was going to say I'm too busy having extreme death matches. It, it's getting better. There's little updates here and there. It's getting better. I want Brock Lesnar to call me a baby girl. Did you hear him call? Um, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I want Mr. Lesnar to call me a baby girl. Oh, put, those knees. Put, put me in his big, dusty gorilla arms and just rock me to sleep. <laughs> I'm a baby girl. <laughs> He's like, you're very Da-da-da. ugly. <laughs> you're, you're a very ugly baby girl, but okay. Oh, crap. All right, let's talk about CM Punk, eh? So, favourite version of CM Punk? Uh, I think, like, among everybody, the the pipe bomb, telling him like it mm. is, you know, that, that's got me excited, that did. Because um, it, was, it was sort of like, is this real? Is this, or is this, uh, are they allowing him to talk like this? Is he allowed to mention those names? And uh, I found that always very intriguing. Um, mm. If you've listened to the show for a while, I have fallen out of love with um, with CM Punk. I know we're popping people listening to this now, going, "Oh wow, you're actually doing a CM Punk match." This is CM Punk of old. Yeah, this is the punk I liked. The punk now, not that much of a big fan. No. Mm. What about his ECW stint when he first came in? Uh I couldn't really relate because he was the whole um, yeah. straight edge this, and I looked at it, I thought, oh, that's cool, but I've never lived straight edge in my life. Mm. I like to drink. I like to have a bit of a smoke. I like to have a bit of a party. Um, when he talked about the type of food he was eating, I'm in a complete opposite, mm. you know? So, yeah, I, can't, I couldn't really relate to it, but I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um it, it was different. But um he's just throwing him around here. This is so cool to watch. It's literally what, what? six to seven minutes of just Brock offense. Mm-hmm. Mm. What about you? Favorite CM Punk. Um I did like ROH when he was there, like especially all the matches with Samoa Joe that they had, like the nearly one hour classics and I liked his stuff with Raven when they were feuding. I did like even though it's it's people don't, I did like the new Nexus when he was given a group to actually be a leader and actually lead a group. The Strange Edge Society was interesting. You know, when he had Luke Gallows, I think it was in Soraya, I think was in his team, and I think at one point Joey Mercury also joined the group. Like, that was yep. a very different, very cult-like mentality, almost like what Bray Wyatt would eventually do with the Wyatt family. He had yeah. the really big beard and, lo- mm. and, the, and the long hair. Very cultish, yeah, yeah, and like you know, I like him in AEW. I think, it, uh, I think it was a good fit, but you know, I have again, as I said from the beginning, I think it was all the work. The Young Bucks Omega Punk was a work, it's a great work. We will get that, um, but again, you know, you've got all in and all out happening in a few weeks, and they're literally going to be separate of each other because again, Omega and Punk's going to be on separate shows. It's almost like we're doing a Raw and SmackDown with AEW with Dynamite and Collision being the red and blue side, having separate pay-per-views. Again, they've got a lot of talent, so maybe separate pay-per-views is the answer. But, um, yeah, I would say I like AEW Punk, but he's had some great classics, a lot of blunders here and there. But, you know, honestly, I would hope in the next year, though, he finishes up because I do feel his best has been and I would say it was what we're watching here. The 2011 pipe bomb, 2012 as world champion, the 2013, and then he eventually was wanting to leave. But I do feel like that ship is sailing away and it might be a swan song within the next 12 months, I hope. Yep. Look at that. The welt on his back there being thrown on the tables. Yeah, he's bleeding. Look at that. Yeah. And both these guys are sweaty. Under those hot lights, unbelievable. Mm. But it's a great physical matchup when you think of it, like the way that Brock had the offense, Punk's coming back, using his kicks, using his knees, using his elbows, and Brock's a great sell. Like he's giving oh, him that here we respect. Go. No. Denied. Access denied. That, that, that roundhouse kick is deadly. Mm. Love it. Here we go. Top rope. Is this oh, the elbow yeah. drop? Is it an elbow drop? Yeah. Macho man style. Oh. 
he kind of did go. it from the opposite side too because he usually does it from his right elbow from the other ring post that's right and did you see that thing with punk getting hit in the groin by kojima at forbidden door yeah yeah that was that was nasty mm. we we're talking Actually, about real... hey, yeah go you, you go first no you go uh, yeah no, you got something go no, I was just going to say, like, it's a topic about Heyman, but say your thing first and then I'll talk about Heyman. Oh, I just, uh, that I actually got around and watched uh, Blood and Guts. Yeah. And, um, nice. which, interesting match. Interesting match. Very bloody, very extreme. Um, kind of silly, but I did find myself watching it and then going cringing. And not because of the, the um, like what I thought it was like silly wrestling. Um, it actually was like, shit, what are you guys doing? Um, oh my God, he's got him up on his shoulders here. We've got a Kimura. Look at that. There you're saying, Mr. Heyman? Well, just, just on Blood and Guts. I know the Bloodline oh, Entertainment sure. Network actually did a live stream of Blood and Guts. And I would say that Devin from Clark Street Wrestling is one of the best visuals on the screen because his reactions to spots, like when they had the nail board come out and then when the nail board falls on Omega, like Devin's face is just over the top. Like it's just big shock. He, he has like anger, sadness and happiness all within a minute because the, the product does that to you. So when they did that watch along, it was of the entire matchup and just everyone on screen is just screaming, oh my God, what are we watching? Like it slows down, then it comes back up again. You got your tack raining spot, you know, the raining tacks coming through. You've got a lot of brutal spots, and uh, it was good. You know, I, I would like to maybe do a blood and guts with you maybe next year. Maybe we pull out one from the archives that they've done, but mm -hmm. it really is a throwback, you know, to the war games that you and I both love of what mm -hmm. NWA WCW days. So, but yeah, back in the um, NWA days, they, were, they weren't using mm. thumbtacks and glass. No. Maybe the occasion, you know, they were using, they were mm. using frying pans. And, uh, yeah. He's got him in the triangular lock here. Look at that. And I think what I'll say is great in this match is that how Brock holds onto the submission and gives the illusion of the tap out. Because there's a few spots with both an armbar, a triangle choke, and also his finisher, the Anaconda Vice. And it's like, you think, oh, he's actually going to tap. Like, he sells it so well. I love this here, this powerbomb spot. Because this is actually a throwback to Pride FC when Rampage Jackson picked up Ricardo, um, I think it was Arona, and powerbombed him while getting triangle choked and knocked the dude out after he dropped him down. Yeah, it was sick. It was just like, but there was also a follow-up punch. Like, he was out from the powerbomb. And then Rampage, big right-hand haymaker down as well as he's already out. You're like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's already dead. That's awesome. I did. Okay, yeah. cool. That, again, yeah. little shit like that, I had no idea. Hmm. God, he goes so pink when he wrestles. He does, like he's sunburned, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Sorry, you were saying about Heyman? Uh, I was, oh, just sort of on. like, you know, you know, we're fans of Heyman, you know, from his ECW time, but who do you think's been one of your favorite people that he actually has managed during his tenure? You know, I, I think you're going to go maybe WCW, but maybe talk WWE. Who's been maybe one of the strongest advocates that you've seen him support? I always like to win the Dangerous Alliance, working along with um, Arn and um, Larry Zavisco and that team, Austin. Um, oh my God, look at this guy. He's taking a page out of Kurt Angle's book. Three what amigos I love here, right there. You hear the crowd chanting Eddie's name right there too. Mm, nice. Um, uh, I like this stuff with Heyman. Uh, so Heyman, mm. I like this stuff with Punk. Nice. Punk didn't really, Punk didn't really need him, but it was just that, you know, two dudes. Mm. What do they call each other? They, you know. One smart Jew, he used to call himself yeah. that with him, and uh, mm. they used to. You could tell that he was sort of molding him in a way of going, Oh, yeah, mm. you know, you could do anything, punk, just put your mind to it. Mm. Um, so he did a great job. The, the stuff he's done with Roman lately, yeah. 
It's next level. Yeah. Next level shit. <clears throat> what, what's Jerry Lloyd going to do? Oh, would you like a chair? <laughs> oh, here. It just slides it to him. <laughs> um, your wife has very nice puppies. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was from in, experience being in the ring. I was, I was in the ring. He's oh, looking geez. at it. From, he's, looking like Michael, he's probably looking at Michael Cole, how Heidenreiner looks at him. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't I don't get this spot because it's like who was meant to take it? Is it a sell on who? Like you think I watching this now that Brock had it up, so Brock mm. would probably be the one that's okay because he was blocking Punk, but Punk's the first one up though. Yeah, but it, again, it, it by any means necessary, um, by how Punk's wrestling here, he's like, I've got to do what I gotta do. Hmm. Yeah, I would probably say I felt the Punk and Heyman felt very similar to RVD and Heyman. Like, he would have been the new version of RVD for him that he can mold as a world champion. You know, to yeah. be the, the, like the WWE version of what Van Dam was in ECW. Um, yep. But again, I loved his work with Punk, loved his work with Roman, and then the little side things like Curtis Axel, you know, trying to push him for the IC championship oh. as like a Paul Heyman guy. Um, but it would have been cool to even see like a Paul Heyman girl, like finding a heel that he could have also mentored and had like an on-screen female character that he could have pushed, but they never end up doing that. But that would have been quite interesting. I wonder, yeah, because they've never done that, you know? Yeah. Because um, there's been some great photos in back in the day during this time where they you would see punk mm. with um aj lee and Heyman yeah. all sitting together so he you know mm. again but um yeah i mean i don't think Heyman's done yet i mean whatever happens with roman next and where he decides mm. they might put him in the uh in the corner of a of a woman who might need it I mean, he could do wonders with uh, Ronda. That would be actually pretty cool. Yeah. Because Ronda... Look at the chair. What's he... Look at this. And there's the censored spot. We don't get the contact. Yeah. yeah. Which is understandable, again, because uh, I think we, before we hit record here, um, they can't really show the head, the head mm. trauma shots. Yes, and I was having a laugh because I was watching another match that we were thinking as a potential for this episode, and that was TLC1 from SummerSlam, and that's mm. nothing but headshots with steel chairs and ladders. Like, they're just flush on their head, you know, just grit your teeth, shoulders up, and just cough it on the forehead or right on the back of the neck, and, yeah, brutal. But I think what you said that I would actually love to see Heyman with Ronda because you could imagine cutting promos like she's the first UFC women's bantamweight champion, like ranking off all of her achievements. She's the baddest woman on the planet. But I think Ronda's probably going to leave. I think from what I've seen yeah, online, it's looking like it's a couple of months away. But that would have been a potential great thing. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, in a, in a world with. Brock Lesnar never returned to the WWE, then mm. um, maybe we would have seen that. Yeah. Let go of me. Look <laughs> at Brock, let go. I can't, I can't. See? <laughs> Listen to the crowd here. Go, go to... Love that stance. I love that. And see how it doesn't connect in the chin? It gets him right in the solar plexus, like right in the chest, which is what Brock has had health issues with his stomach. And the knee hits him in that stomach. So it's like, oh, you know, because he couldn't cop the chin. But they, I know looking at it from that lens, like it looks good on the stomach because Brock's always had that bad health. So, mm -hmm. yeah, very cool. Mm -hmm. But as you said, yeah, the crowd is so hot for this matchup. And this is like midway through the show. And they've given him, what, 27 minutes, and it's a great matchup. This is probably the longest match I've ever seen I've seen Brock Lesnar have. And we've got mm. Punk up. Here comes the pain. I love this. No. Love it. Again, a throwback, Eddie Guerrero. You know, No Way Out 2004. Love it. 
it's got the crowd loving it. It's a great matchup. Like it's a it's a My great client. match that you wouldn't see Brock have. You know, Brock ten minutes max. So this yeah. is twenty what twenty three minutes in. I think we're into it. Yep. Hmm. And the match that followed after this was the uh, that mix mac um, mix tag team match. What was that one? Big E and AJ Lee took on Dolph and uh, Caitlin. Ah, uh, yep. Okay, I remember that feud. Yeah, yeah. So th- again, you need a let me up match. So that one was pretty much the match mm. that followed after this. Get off. Was it? Was this Get the off. midway of the show? Or was this like up near the co-mains? This is six. Okay. Yeah. So after that, then we had the mixed match, and then we had the match that followed. It was Daniel Bryan versus John Cena for 26 minutes. Mm. And then straight after that was the Randy Orton-Daniel Bryan uh, match. That was nice. I remember that. Yeah, he cashed in. Orton cashed in. Money in the bank. Yeah. Dog shit. Absolute <laughs> dog shit. Yeah. Heyman's tapping. Oh. Look at that. See, because before Brock came back, I think Punk was feuding with Curtis Axel because he was a Paul Heyman guy with Brock or with Heyman. And then Brock came back after Punk beat Curtis. Yeah. There was was even a brief time where Cesaro was a Paul Heyman guy. Mm. That's true. Yeah. And that didn't happen. And then he got into the ring with Vince McMahon one time and then uh, fluffed his words because he got a little bit nervous. And then they went, now, sorry, Claudio, go team up with Sheamus. Bye-bye. You're a tag team guy now. But that's the thing. I I don't think Claudio is good as a promo. As a wrestler, he's great. But as a promo, I don't think he's as good as as he is in the ring. Oh, here we go. Here comes the pain. I love the readjustment. Okay, I love the readjustment right on the steel chair. But see, they made it simple, just a chair. We didn't have tables, we didn't have ladders. Great matchup. Great pick, El. Oh, thank you very much. Hmm. Paul Heyman in the back there choked down because he was here with the Anaconda device. But then waking up and going, Oh my god, my client won. All right, now we got to get out of here. <laughs> quickly, quickly. He got knocked out with a right hand and choked out. My knee. Help, help me, Brooke, my knee. I have a sore knee. You're like, look the dints. <laughs> the, the indentations in that. So what was He's the really next show after this, uh, this year? What was the next show? in the? Uh, that would have been September. Let's have a look. I'd like to know what Brock would go on to do. Because, again, this might have been Brock doing the part-time schedule where he was just doing the big five, really, like Royal Rumble, Mania, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Well, the next pay-per-view was the Night of Champions. We had Kofi Kingston on the cover with the Intercontinental title. Mm. And let's have a see if Mr... Yeah, no, no Brock Lesnar. Yep. The main event that night was Daniel Bryan defeated Randy Orton for the WWE title. Mm. The Shield took on the primetime players for the tag yep. titles. Uh, Dean Ambrose won the United States Championship from Dolph Ziggler. Mm. Paul Heyman and Curtis Axel had a defeated CM Punk in a no-disqualification elimination match. Ah, okay. So it was before this. I thought it was actually before this show. So it was actually after this show. Okay. I would imagine, yeah, after this match, Brock took off. Yeah. Took his time off. But they kept the story going with um, CM Punk and Heyman. Hmm. Well, you think, well, Brock's biggest win would probably be within the next, what, nine months, which was beating Taker at Mania 30 which was 2014. Rob Van Dam mm. and uh, Ricardo Rodriguez uh, defeated Alberto Arrigo yeah. for the World Heavyweight Championship, but mm. by disqualification, so the championship did not change. Yeah, because Only... I believe next month they had an extreme rules for the belt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. So that match with Curtis Axel and Paul Heyman was match number six, but no match number two, Curtis Axel uh, won the Intercontinental Championship from Kofi Kingston mm. with Paul Heyman in his corner. Nice. But then we only got a five-minute and 40-second match for the women's match for the Divas title where AJ Lee defeated uh, Brie Bella, Naomi, and Natalie. Natalie, mm. Natalie Nyhart mm. was wrestling at this time. And was that, did you say Divas or Women's back then? Divas. Yeah, because I believe it was around that time that they had both belts, but they merged them when Michelle McCool won them and they kept it calling it Divas until they eventually made it Women's when you had, what, Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte from Raw WrestleMania. Hmm. All those Any, people uh, coming up. Comments, on this matchup. Great match. Uh, I'm glad I got around and watching it again. It's a barbaric match. Uh, there was a, anything that has Brock Lesnar in it. Um, the old punk, that that's the punk that I like. Um, type of match. Always good to go back and have a watch and, and enjoy. Uh, yeah. Nice little match. Just chill back and watch and just watch the brutality. Mm. No, I agree. Awesome matchup and great choice. Uh, guys, before we actually finish up for this episode, we want to give out uh, give a shout out to two great wrestling podcasts. Check these guys out. Hey, it's Chris from Marking Out, the only online listening experience in the world. Join myself, Dave, and social media influencer Brandon as we release a weekly podcast that covers the world of professional wrestling. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on all major podcasting applications. Follow us on Twitter at Marking Out and watch all of our great videos at youtube.com slash Out 11 And as always, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParleyHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Well, guys, you know what time it is. Alan's left the room, so I have to give a bit of a readout of our sponsors and affiliates. So Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. And if you check out rogueenergy.com and use our promo code 2702 at checkout, you will get 10% off products. Next one I want to talk about is Luxie. So Luxie can enhance your performance with their analog grips. These grips can be used on your PlayStation, your Xbox, and your Nintendo Switch. And if you visit Luxie.com and use the promo code BRO247, that's BRO247, you get a total of 15% off products. Up next is Triumph Chairs. So Triumph Chairs is a gaming chair company specializing in comfort and performance. Visit TriumphChairs.com and use the promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 10% off products. Up next is Clinch Gaming. Clinch Gaming manufactures custom professional gaming controllers that you can use on your Xbox and your PlayStation and use our promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 5% off products. Up next is Player One Coffee. So Player One Coffee developed coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers creative developers and just about anyone who really enjoys a cup of coffee and lucky last is victoriouseyewear.com so victorious eyewear developed blue white blocking gaming glasses designed to eliminate digital eye strain and help you maintain comfortable and focused visiting uh, victoriouseyewear.com and use the promo code bro247 at checkout gets you 10% off so again shout out there to victorious eyewear player one coffee Clinch Gaming, Triumph Chairs, Luxie.com, and Rogue Energy. All right, guys, we are back, and we have reached the tail end as what has been a great episode for episode 164 
of the Brocast podcast. We are actually getting very close to the end of season seven. We have some other episodes planned for the next couple of weeks. But once again, before we finish up, you can check us out on Apple iTunes. You can check us out on Google Podcasts, Podbean, Castro, Castbox, and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you to our American brothers, Nick and Keith from the UW Pod. Thank you once again for streaming our video actually live on your YouTube channel and also shout out there to the bloodlinenetwork.com, your one-stop shop for all things in the world of professional wrestling, sports, anime, movies, and many other different things, including video game streamings that you guys can actually chat, or you guys can actually chat and interact with, with both Devin and also JD, who stream on the Bloodline Twitch channel. Uh, Alan, any closing comments? Thanks again for everyone taking their time to come and watch this yet again on on the YouTubes. And if you're listening to the audio, thank you very much for downloading and listening to uh, to us yet again. Um, if going back to a bit of a housekeeping for me, yes, uh, your boy, I do have a Twitch channel. That's TTV Roscoe Bosco eighty four. Uh, every now and again, I don't really have a set schedule on when I do jump on uh, the old Twitch. So um, I'll see how that goes. Yeah, jump on there. I am thinking about jumping onto Kick. So if you are looking out oh, yeah. for me to do do some stuff on Kick, I'm still going to use the same username as uh, Roscoe Bosco. I will haven't sent anything yet, but when I do, I will throw it to Tom. He will then will share it on our socials, and then you can come and watch me. Uh, yes, thank you, everyone, yet again for watching this show. And big thanks to you, Tom, yet again for organizing this. All I do is just rock up and make noise and make faces and meant to be reactional. And that's what I do best. In regards to our social medias, you can check it out on noted on the screen there, our Twitter page, which is just here, and our Instagram, which is actually over here. We are looking at actually setting up a link tree so you guys can actually have a one-stop place for all of our content, linking into YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and many other things. <clears throat> In regards to what's coming up next from the broadcast, just letting everybody, letting everybody know in exactly a fortnight from tonight, we will be releasing a TBK Vault episode as we'll be releasing our matchup from Walter versus Druganoff from NXT TakeOver 36. We did a watch-along to this whole show, August of last year, and we'll be releasing a TBK vault for that, which is coming out on, I believe, the 15th of August. I think I've got it there as 26, but we actually have something planned for that date. I won't announce it, but this actual match, I might edit that actually and change it so it actually says the correct date which I believe will be the 15th, which is Tuesday uh, for us here in Australia. So there we have it there again. So yeah, up next, Walter versus Dragunov, the 15th of August. I hope everyone enjoys SummerSlam. Should be a good show, the biggest uh, biggest show of the summer. For us, it's kind of winter, so we actually have a very cold uh, version of this year. And then for the States, when it's your Christmas time and snow, it's actually our summer. So we kind of get the summer months towards the end. Uh, but it should be a great show, uh, some great matchups. I'm excited for that. Check out our actual Twitter. We'll be putting up my predictions for both Alan and I that we'll be putting up. Uh, Alan, any closing comments? Nope. I hope everyone enjoys, and we will see you guys next time. And as we say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Thanks for sticking around. Now we're going to go back and listen to a classic TBK moment. Jigsaw came out in America, I think, the other day. Comes out next week for Australia, and even that's been panned as shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I would have to say probably the first one is amazing. Yeah. Such a great twist yeah. at the end. Dun, dun, dun. I really like number on. two. Two is my favourite one. Have you, have you seen the whole thing? Yeah, yeah I've all seen them all.
They were all ama- mm. It was amazing, but uh, number one sticks into yeah. my brain. The very last scene. Time to play a game. Yep. Well, they reckon that this one's a bit more tamer. Oh, they really? That it's known as being not, torture porn, is what they've said, oh, but well, this one, it does have maybe two or three pretty gruesome deaths, and the other ones are tamed. I don't know why. They, maybe it's a different direction. They don't want to make it too gross, but I reckon it's, it's almost... Well, that's how they made the money yeah, for making well, all these other flicks. No, they reckon it's not worth it. I want to check it out still, but it's like four out of ten. Well, the number two was when they're in the house, isn't yeah, That's it? the one I like. Yeah. yeah that's and my favourite one. Wrestler, that big muscly dude yeah. picks up the little chick and throws her into the, uh, yeah. the needles. Yeah. Find her, bitch! Find her! Like, that's she's my like, favourite eh. one. And she's I watched them arms. all in the space of seven days before the last one came out. I did like one and two, then three and four, five and six, and then I saw seven. And that's why you have problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got some contraptions in the garage. Time to play a game, Al. Time to play a game, Al. What are you doing? What are you doing over there, Homer? Just get up and walk. You meant to be tied up, Al. Oh. Uh, ah. You're ruining it. You're ruining <laughs> Just it. Just go through the game. 